right, here we are. We're back again, y'all. We're going to uh, pick up where we left off at. Uh, Deuteronomy 28 and 15. Who got that? Deuteronomy 28 verse 15. <laughs> it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Uh-huh. Now, this is for any time in history, okay? Because this is just not for today, even though we're still in captivity amen we're we in the so-called american captivity amen come on to observe to do all his commandments anytime anywhere in history if we don't do observe to do all of his commandments come on and his statutes which i command thee this day mm -hmm. that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee uh-huh all right praise god and then it goes into the curses, okay? Uh, now, this is talking about the second, this is talking about the second Egypt, okay, in Deuteronomy 28, which is actually, we're in that time of those curses, if we want to read it in context, okay? But, know this, anytime you choose not to do all of what the Lord has commanded you to do, according to his word, you're going to have a curse on your life. You may have multiple curses on your life. Amen. Alright, let's move on to verse 15. So that's the reason why I said, you know, when the Bible says the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than needed to edge sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of both soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart, that's why it says that, because it cuts through everything you're trying to hide behind and it touches you. You see, because ultimately the curse is on us because of us. Ultimately. Praise God. Come on. Uh-huh. See, see what it says there? And they please not God. See? And are contrary to all men. These people are rebellious. But it says, and are and, and, and they please not God. If your ways are pleasing unto the Lord, what would he do? See? Both man and God. See that? See the scriptures. There's, there's no way you can you can run from the scriptures. There's no way you can run from the scriptures. You see what I'm saying? You can try. You can try to throw in some stuff from other books and all. It ain't gonna work because I'll prove that that book that you're trying to throw in contradicts itself. And then you gotta put you gotta kick that book out the equation. I'll prove that the author who wrote that book lived contrary to what he what he wrote, and you gotta kick that out. The Bible cannot be proven to be a lie. And when you try to use other men's writings to try to come against this pure good word of God, you're going to be made a fool out of. That's why I warn you in advance, don't try it. All right. So, uh, what, where we at now? Contrary to all men. Okay, come on. Keep reading. See, forbidding us to speak to the Gentiles that they might be saved. So these were country, fellow countrymen, okay, of what kingdom? 
What kingdom? This is the southern kingdom. Okay? Because the word was given to what three tribes? Judah, Benjamin, and Levi. Paul was from the tribe of Benjamin. See? So he was going to Thessalonica, okay, to speak to those from the southern, from the northern kingdom. You see? So that's why he said here, okay, uh, forbidding uh, the southern kingdom was forbidding them to speak to the Gentiles from the northern kingdom. That they might be saved to fill up their sin always, for the wrath is come upon them to the utmost. See? Because the, the northern kingdom was the most rebellious out of all of them. That's why the split happened in the first place. See? Okay, um, give me uh, Deuteronomy 28, 49 through 50. Deuteronomy 28, 49 through 50. Come on. The Lord shall bring a nation against thee from afar. But see, that just goes to show you, even though the word was given to the leadership of Israel, uh, 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 Judah, Benjamin, and Levi, they still fell too. See, because we need each other. We All the tribes need one another. You see? Even though they was the three leadership tribes, you know what I'm saying, where all the other uh, nine tribes looked up to them, Amen. For leadership and guidance, they still fail. You see? Because the Levites, the Haitians, and they in all that voodoo and witchcraft and crap. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we need each other. All right, come on. From the end of the earth. Mm hmm. Uh huh. A nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand. So when it says right here to fill up their sins always for the wrath is come upon them to the uttermost, this is what that's talking about. <clears throat> come on. A nation of fierce countenance, which shall not regard the person of the old, uh -huh. nor show favor to the young. Uh-huh. See, so that that's talking about Esau. That's talking about the Edomite kingdom. And, and even then, uh, were they crucifying us? Yeah. Yeah, right after our Lord, right after our Lord, Yahawashai. They did us the same way. And um, I remember that movie when um, uh, they had killed uh, a Roman. And then what, what, what did, uh, what did um, what, what's his name do? He was crucifying, crucifying a lot of the young ones, wasn't he? See, because they killed one Roman. You see what I'm saying? So they was doing us that way. They were, they were, they were, they were torturing us. You see what I'm saying? And they didn't have no mercy because he was young. See? So that's what, that's what you got to understand. These are your enemies. These are your enemies. You see what I'm saying? They are the devil. The Bible speaks of. You see? And they're not to be trusted. Deuteronomy 28, 40 through 49 through 50. What does that say? I just read that. Okay. Read it one more time before we go out. The Lord shall bring a nation against thee from far. Uh-huh. From the end of the earth, as swift as the eagle flyeth, uh -huh. a nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand. That eagle is, is represents the United States of America. Come on. A nation of fierce countenance. Of fierce countenance. Come on. Which shall not regard the person of the old. 
person, the old man. Come on. Nor show favor to the young. Nor show favor to the young. You heard that, didn't you? Come on. All right, praise God. All right, moving on, verse 17. <clears throat> but we, brethren, being taken from you for a short time, presence, not at heart. Which means they were always thinking about the apostles, and the apostles was always thinking about them. They had a place in their, mar in their mind, in the heart of their mind. They were thinking about them. You know, that, that, that means something when people are thinking about you, man. You know, that means that you have made a difference in their life. If a person is not thinking about you, <laughs> well, all I can say is that apparently you ain't made a difference in their life, okay? All right, come on. Endeavor the more abundantly to see your face with great desire. See, so with, all, with, with, with a combination, give me Psalm 133 and 1. With a combination of all the trials and all the tribulation that the Lord was taking, taking the apostles through, and and uh, you know, and all the traveling they was doing, and all the rejection that was happening, places that they went to teach uh, fellow Israelites from the southern, uh, northern kingdom. You know what that did in them? You know what that did in them? We finna find out what it did in them. We finna find out what it created in them. And sometimes in order for in order for a, 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 a spouse that's, that doesn't appreciate anything, that 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 is just they they wicked, you know what I'm saying? They they think everything's supposed to revolve around them. You know what's gotta happen? They have to lose that person. They have to they have to literally lose that person. You see what I'm saying? And then they have time to see where they was wicked at and where they didn't appreciate anything. Come on. Psalm 133 and 1. Uh-huh. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is. See? Come on. To dwell together in unity. See? This is what they were experiencing in their heart. They couldn't wait to, to be with the people that they that, that, that loved them and they loved. I mean, they, these people really loved to see the apostles. They was hugging them, tears in their eyes, joyful to see them and hear the word again. See, this is what the Lord was putting in their spirits for one another. You see, it's one thing to share the word with someone, but for that person that just can't wait to hear it from you again, that's something, man. That means something. You see, versus the person who they 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 don't believe it, they don't care, they don't they 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 fighting it. You know, it, it, it's not the same feeling. You want to be around those people who, 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 man, can't wait till you bring that word again. You know, they love you for that word. They, they can't wait to hear that word coming from you again. Oh, they can't wait to see you again. You see, that's who you want to be in your life. That's who you want to be a part of your life. You see, that's what, that's what they was experiencing here. It says, but we, brethren, being taken from you for a short time in presence. It was just a short time. They were just away from them for a short time. It might have been one month. You know what I'm saying? But they couldn't wait to get back to them again. You know what I'm saying? Not in heart. See? But they weren't taken away in heart. They, they always were thinking about them. 
okay? Endeavor the more abundantly to see your faces with great desire. It says great desire. See, this is the type of brotherly love. I've experienced that brotherly love before. I've experienced it with other brothers in Christianity. You see? So what I'm saying is, is that in Christianity, the Lord was trying my heart in Christianity to see if I was about what I thought was his business while I was in Christianity. You see? Cause if I'm if I if I can't be about his business and I'm not even totally I'm not yet totally where I'm supposed to be, what am I gonna be doing when I get where I'm supposed to be? You see what I'm saying? That's the reason why the Lord said to who was that that he who was that that the Lord he came to him was Nathaniel and he said, Never have I seen a man of such great faith. You remember that? He said, never have I seen a man of such great faith. You see? And, 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 you know, the Lord was talking about how dedicated this man is. Now, he didn't know the way. That's why Christ had to come down, right? But the man was a dedicated man to what he did believe. <laughs> you get it. You get it. Where we leave off at? Verse 18, I think. Uh-huh, verse 18. Oh, let me give you an example. That's just like let, let me use this as an example. I'm gonna use a real life example for y'all, y'all fellas out there. When I used to date females, okay, my mother, she'll tell you. Now this wouldn't be for any type of female It wouldn't be for a loud mouth A big mouth Fighting Cursing Name calling type of female It was one female in particular that, um, And her name was Pam And I'll never forget Me and my mother and my brother We lived on at 2929 West Burleigh. I'll never forget this. And I had promised Pam that I was going to come and see her that night. Now, a snowstorm came. Okay? And it was four to five feet of snow that fell. Now, you may not think that this is you may not think that God had anything to do with this but I do you know why because I'm a man and when I say something I should back it up right no matter what the cost I should back it up right so I told her I said I'm coming to see you she was my girlfriend she was still a virgin okay and I ain't never I never touched her either and so, um, but I was dating, I was dating her at the time, right? And so she lived, Pam lived about, let me see. Pam had to live about 
Wow. I want to say about a mile. She had to live about a mile. Not a, well, was she a mile from me? Because she lives right off of Locust, okay? No, it had to be about a half a mile, three quarters of a mile, something like that. Anyway, can you imagine walking through five, four or five, six feet of snow? Uh, not even, no, no, I won't say six feet of snow. It had to be about three, I'll say three feet of snow. I had to go through three feet of snow. I didn't, I didn't want nobody taking me. I had to walk, okay? But this is, the Lord was testing the type of man that I was. You see? A man, how this man would be concerning a woman, a tender woman. Okay? And what I mean by that, not not one of these quack mouths, that the, the big mouth calling names, fighting, all this stuff. I'm talking about a woman, a quiet woman, knows her place, she's feminine, she ain't acting like a man. Okay? Because that's going to bring a different man out of you. Okay? Um, so, this, this type of woman, I walked almost three quarters of a mile in two to three feet of snow and didn't think twice about it. Okay? So, if, if, if I could do that for that type of woman then, and she wasn't even my wife, Okay, what would and, and this 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 what I mean about trusting the Lord, right? Do, do we trust in ourselves or do we trust in the Lord? Because if we trust in ourselves, we're going to be creating all kind of situations to see how much somebody loves us. What if we trust in the Lord? We're going to let the chips fall where they may and we're going to do our business we're not going to be planning this planning that seeing if they love me now seeing if they don't love me would I do this seeing if they love me if I don't do this seeing if they love me if I don't say that seeing if they love me if I don't do this I'm not going to be putting them through a series of tests because whose job is it to test you Whose job is that? It's the Lord's job. And the Lord said he's not going to put on you no more than you can bear. And eat. But you know what? A, a person will do that. A person, they'll keep testing you back to back to back. No break. No break. Because they're trying to fill a void in their heart that only God can fill. They're trying to fill a void by testing this person's love for them over and over and over and over. And you know what's happening? That person is getting burnt out concerning them. That person is getting fed up concerning them. So, word to the wise, let the Lord do all the testing. Amen. All right. Come on. Come on. We, we, we got to finish this up because I'm getting off, getting off point. All right. Where are we? Where are we located at? Verse 18. What did I say? Wherefore, we would have come unto, come unto you, even I, Paul, mm -hmm. one of the 
Uh, but why did I say all that? Why did I say all that? Because I wanted to show you that when someone is really thinking about you and really loves you because of the person that you are to them, they'll be willing to go through hell and high water to get to you. But if you, if you treat them like crap, if you don't respect them, they ain't willing to do that for you. They not, they, I don't care. You can say this and say that. They ain't going to be willing to do that for you. You got to make a person want to do those things for you. Just like here, just like here, when he said, but we brethren being taken from you for a short time. I couldn't wait to get back to Pam the next week because of the type of woman she was. See? And because she acted tender and sweet, I could give her no more. You are going to get what you give. If you give hatred, bitterness, death, all these things, what are you going to get? Come on. Wherefore, we would have come unto you, mm -hmm. my Paul, once and again, but Satan hindered us. See? What does Satan mean? Satan, is, Satan means the adversary of God. So who was this that was hindering? It was the Romans. The Romans were hindering Paul. Okay? <clears throat> the Romans were hindering Paul from coming to them. See? All right. Uh, okay, let's go to uh, verse 19. What does that say? For what is our hope or joy? Or a crowd of rejoicing. Give me first Peter four and eight. First Peter four and eight. Are not even ye in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? See? So that <clears throat> that sounds like a man and his wife. He's his job is to prepare her as a bride for the groom, right? But let, what if this is a wife who doesn't want to be prepared? See my point? See? If she doesn't want to be prepared, how can she be prepared? And how can that man take joy in her? You see what I'm saying? Because remember I was talking about Pam, my one of my old girlfriends. She was sweet, wasn't combating me, wasn't loud, wasn't name calling, didn't show evil in her. That was the difference. The spirits were different in that woman. You see? So this is the difference, see? And so likewise, Paul is that groom and those Israelites that are willingly submitting themselves to his teachings are the bride. And he's preparing them for the groom of grooms. See? Read that again. For what is our hope or joy or crown or rejoicing? See? See what he said about them? That's the same thing a man would love to say about his wife. 
<laughs> See, but just like them Israelites, she got to allow herself to be shaped. She got to allow herself to be taught. She got to willfully do it. You see what I'm saying? And then she'll be what? What three things will she be? <clears throat> what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? See? See what I'm saying? Keep going. Give me first Peter 4 and 8. Are not even ye in the presence of the Lord. <clears throat> See? That's the same way that every husband, every righteous husband. I want to make I want to add that. That is trying to do his job concerning his home, his wife, his children, his wife and children. That's what he desires for his wife. But she must be spiritually minded. We got five minutes. Come on, let's wrap this up. First Peter 4 and 8. First Peter 4 and 8. Uh-huh. And above all things, have fervent charity. 5 and 14, First Peter. Uh-huh. And above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves. Just have fervent charity among yourselves. Amongst yourselves. Fervent charity. Charity, love just flowing out of you. The truth flowing out of you. No, no lies and deceit flowing out of you. Truth, truth, truth. Come on. That's why you gotta have it, because y'all can help each other. If if the Satan, if the, the accuser of the brethren comes, if the adversary of God comes and tries to conquer and divide, he can't do it. Why? Because you love the truth. You don't think that there's a, a white dog, a Caucasian doggy-haired Messiah. You think it's just like everybody else. Well, what else do you have? What else do you have? First Peter five fourteen. Give me Second Peter one to seven. Uh huh. That's right. That's right. And, and peace is going to be with you if you're greeting each other. If you're really happy to see that brother and sister that love the truth. The only way you're going to be able to be happy to see them is that you love the truth. Second Peter 1 and 7, what does that say? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Praise God. Okay, let's move on. Verse 20. For ye are our glory and joy. See? This 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 is it right here. See? This is this is the cream of the crop. This is why they do what they do. Because these Israelites that's being taught by the apostles, they are their glory and joy. Amen. Well, I hope that you guys learned something today, all of my fellow Israelites. I'm hoping and praying that I was able to speak to a lot of different crowds out there, husbands, wives, uh, brothers, sisters, friends, grandmothers. I hope that everybody got something out of this teaching. And so uh, all I can say is... Um, God bless you and shalom.